I'm Sydney. I'm Ashley. And you're about to listen to some rough shit. Some really sad, stupid shit. But if you love tea... We're about to serve you some tea, girl. Girl, you better pull up a chair. You better get cozy. Because we're serving you the piping hot tea about the end of our very long-term relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And how devastated we are. We are so sad. Wow! I've never been sadder in my life. (laughs) We're all having a great time. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through it together. If you have an alcoholic beverage, um, cheers to you, my friend. Um, And if you've ever been broken up with or have had to break up a long-term relationship... Get ready to relive that. This, <laughs> Just this, relive it. This show is going to be about us talking to each other about our ill-timed breakups and about how we are working through those issues yeah. and growing from them and hopefully. how, and how hopefully, and how we've been there for each other and how the women in our lives have been there and how we're just dealing. Maybe you'll relate. It's about how to deal. How to deal. I hope that it teaches you how to deal, too. How to deal, too. I don't know where where to start. You You got a phone call. I think it was... A Sunday night. It was Sunday, yeah. It was a Sunday, and I got a phone call from you, and I answered that phone call, and you were like, I was like, hey, and you were like, I think you're cheating on me. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? Like, no. I was like, what, what are the circumstances like? Surely not. Like, surely not. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the likelihood is so low. There has to be a mistake. Where did you find this out? Who told you? What? What is the dude's name? Could it be a dude of the same name and they're getting confused? Yeah. Who is this bitch who's claiming this? Like, absolutely not. We need more information. Like, yeah. I feel like when you said that, I was like, we need the intel. Yeah. You, like, stopped me from calling him immediately. Yeah. You were like, wait till you get screenshots. I'm sure there's an explanation. I thought surely there would be an explanation because I couldn't imagine a world in which this particular person would do this to you. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. The fact that it happened right outside of a Chili's in Metairie, Louisiana. <laughs> and Nothing I'm good late. has ever happened. I did not feel God in that Chili's that night. No, you did not. No, I did not. What did you feel? I felt terror. Just complete, honest terror. Wait, where were you? I don't even know this. I was at Chili's. You were at Chili's with your parents? With my parents? parents? Christ. Yes. And my friend texts me and she says, hey, are you free? Can you come over? I really need to tell you something. And this person and I are close and I thought something was wrong with her. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't. I'm at dinner with my parents. You know, we were in line, so Mm -hmm. I was outside, and I was like, you know, can we text about it? Like, can I call you? Are you okay? Meaning you thought she had an issue. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 it's not about me. And I was like, well, what is it about? And she said, it's about my ex. Um, At the time, he was not my ex. And I felt my heart just like completely fall into my stomach. I knew, I don't know how I knew because we had never had a problem. She would have never have talked, like she would never mention him in that right. way. And it sounded so serious. And I just knew that like something absolutely awful must have happened. My first thought was that there was like some sort of accident. And then I quickly ruled that out. And my second thought was what the fuck did he do? And I was like, you have to tell me right now. And she was like, if I were you, I'd want to be told in person, please come over. And I called her and I was like, it's really funny because I'm not you and you absolutely have to tell me right now. And so she said that someone had come over, a mutual friend that like we both knew, but I didn't know well. And they were talking about him and she, this girl 
mentioned, oh, I don't like him. He's really flirty. And they were like, oh, you know him. He's so effervescent. Like, Big personality. People. He's kind to everyone. And she was like, I don't think that he talks to other people the way he talks to me. And they were like, um, and got into her text messages with him and saw pictures and immediately were like, he's dating one of our really good friends. And, and has been for five, five years. years. For five years. And she freaked out and they took screenshots and I called you immediately after I got off the phone with her. Yeah. And when I, when we were on the phone, you were still awaiting those proof in the pudding yeah. screenshots. And I did for a second, I did believe you yeah. when you were like, this could be a big understanding and misunderstanding. They could have the same name. And I got to my house and I went upstairs and I got the screenshots and that was his, there was his face. There was no denying. There was no denying. And it, I felt like I was going into battle. And I knew, I mean, when I was on the phone with you in the first place, I was like, if this is true, like, we know what has to happen. I have to break up the, with him. The first words out of your mouth, when I said, you, you called me, I answered. You said, I think he's cheating on me. I didn't even say what I got to say. I didn't even say we should wait and find out before you said, like, well, good for him. He can, like, live this shitty life in Baton Rouge and, like... He can like, keep his house. He can keep that house in Baton Rouge. And, like, but, like, you were instantly, like... No. Enraged. Yeah. I and you were, like, you said, yeah, you said he can keep that house in Baton Rouge. And you said, and, like, it's over. Yeah. Like, I'm... And I'm breaking up with him. Yeah. Is what you said. Those are well, your two just, things. It was so... Like, I, I... You... How could you put up with something like that? It's just so insane. It was just so insane. The, the sheer fact that it was possible was so appalling to me. And there, and logically, I was like, okay, if this X equals Y equals E. Like, it just, nothing else yeah. is an answer. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I sent him the screenshots. Oh, I remember that. And I said, look what I got. Ooh. And he Ooh. never responded. And so I waited 10 minutes, and I was so enraged. And I called him, and I was like... Hey, did you get my text? And he was so in a great mood. And he was like, no, I'm downloading something on HBO. I, like, haven't been checking, you know, nothing on my phone's downloading. Like, what did you get? And I was like, you should hang huh. up and check your phone. And he, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to burn the whole village down. Um, and he goes, he goes, what, did you get a puppy or something? And I was like, you need to hang up and check your text messages. I would have... Shat. I hope that he shat himself. My pants. And I hung up and I got in my car because my roommate was upstairs and I just couldn't deal with being in my house. And I'm sitting in my car and he responds, what is this? Hmm. And so I call him and I say, what is this? And you could immediately hear that he was caught. Like immediately. So what did the screenshots have in them if you feel like going into yeah, detail? Yeah, well, I mean, it was just, it was nothing... Apparently, what I was sent was very PG in comparison to other things. Okay. That's what I was told. Okay. And were they text messages? They were, just, they were text messages. Okay. And it was a picture of, like, his face, like, and him shirtless. Cute. And he was obviously trying to show off. It was, like, in the face. It's one of those... When guys try to take a hot selfie face, Ugh. which is, like, not an attractive face. I'm going to throw up. It's literally so... I'm like, please stop. You're not hot right now. It's not... It's really bad. And then, apparently, she had sent a picture of herself in a dress, and he was like... Love that dress. Something, something about like one, like can't get, can't wait to get you out of it. And I, I mean, that's all I needed to see. Yeah, that's like pretty much all you need to see. Cool, cool. Um, and I asked her who it was because there was someone that slept on his couch. Like, me and you before. asked your friend who told you. I asked my friend originally. Yeah. Who that girl? Who, who that girl? The was. girl was. And I asked if it was a certain person because someone had slept on his couch weeks before um and, and we went into it I was uncomfortable we we had the conversation he totally understood it was like very transparent because you did not live together no we didn't we lived together for two years mm -hmm. and then I moved to New Orleans to pursue my career and had, he was planning on moving to New Orleans at least so I thought um so it was about a year that we were 
it was about a year that we had lived separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked if it was this girl that slept on the couch and my friend that found out was like, no, it's not. And so when I was on the phone with him and he confessed, I was like, you have to tell me who it is. And he said, I don't know why that matters. And I was like, it doesn't matter what you think. You have to tell me who it is. And he wouldn't tell me. And I said, is it this girl, the girl that slept on the couch? couch?" Because my friend that found out said that it wasn't. And he said, I don't know who else it would be if it wasn't her. So that means that there are two people involved in this story now. And so that unraveled me more, and I'm, I'm like, you know it has to happen now. Like, he tried to explain himself as to, like, why it happened and all these things, and I was like, we can't continue doing this if, if you're going to throw away our five-year relationship over something as trivial as this. And he said, can I come down from Baton Rouge? And it's 8 o'clock on a Sunday, and I yeah. said, yeah, you can. And we hung up, and I went upstairs. Now I know there's two people involved in this scenario and who knows how many others at least if there's two then there has to be more Mm -hmm. so then he comes down it's like agonizing the weight I couldn't that hour and a half drive oh my god I was shaking I tried to write down all the questions that I had and I couldn't write Mm -hmm. and I had so much that I wanted to say and ask because I just didn't understand why someone that I was with for so long could not talk to me about any issues that they were having so he comes in town and I meet him outside and he gets out of his car like a wounded animal he's like shrunken and he can't even look me in my eye and I go to kiss him and he like kind of turns away from me and I was just taking no shit I was still in that like armor mode where I just like was not having any of it i now I know how I'm going to act if there's ever a battle involved. It's like, okay, what are the logistical issues here? How do we problem solve? It doesn't surprise me. It was, I didn't feel anything. I was like, let's go for a walk. And we walked around the block for probably 35 minutes. And he explained that he had like manipulated these girls and he was feeling really powerless. And he thought there were cracks in our relationship. And I was like, why couldn't you tell me? And he was like, I didn't want to hurt you, which I know is really ironic. And it was just, like, a very weak argument. I could empathize with him because, you know, he was turning 30 and he wasn't where he wanted to be in his career and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever excuses you have. Like, I can understand that we were apart and you were feeling lonely and, like, I'm very busy and being, being fulfilled by my job and whatever. But, like, if you wanted to get sexy pictures sent to you, like, why wouldn't you just text me? Go to the source. Go to the source. I, wanna, I just didn't understand. I want to pause right now to tell our listeners that you are literally breaking out into hives on your chest. Really? Yeah. I feel hot. Yeah. I can tell that this is stressing you out. Yeah. It's it's very stressful. Your it's chest not, is splotchy. It's not something that I like to relive ever. Yeah. Um, it was really, it was extremely painful and I didn't know how to handle it. And I've always been the one to break up with everyone that I've been with. Mm-hmm. I always had the upper hand, and I never wanted the wool to be pulled over my eyes. And I never in a million years would have thought that this human being would have done that to me. He wasn't supposed to be that person, and he wasn't that person. And so he I think it was just so... The sheer shock of it was so insane. And I mean, I didn't believe it. No, no one... I mean, everyone I told after was so... Appalled. They were like, there's no way. If I had not seen screenshots, like if I had not seen those, if I had not had any kind of proof like that, I would never, I I wouldn't have believed it. Unless he'd like straight up said I did it. Yeah. He confessed, I mean, he tried to deny, but he was caught and he confessed really easily. But he was very much like, I want to work on this and like, I, it only happened for X amount of time, like it only happened for four months and then we turned five years and he apparently was rededicating himself to me and like wanted to marry me and like was choosing to move to New Orleans and like saving his money and all these things and it was just like why do you have to blow up your life or do this catastrophic terrible thing to realize that you're in love with me and want to be with me forever? Like I knew that from the beginning and even though it was difficult when we were apart and I also felt cracks in our relationship, I didn't go and do this. To you it was awful 
and he took my hands before he left and he said you know you're you're the best and I'm so sorry if I lost sight of all that you are the key word there is if so he kissed my hands and I said you did and then I walked into my house and I really tried hard not to look behind me um, because I was crying at that point and I just like shut the door and I locked it and I walked upstairs and I almost threw myself in my bed and like had a wallowing evening but instead I just stood at the top of my stairs and I was so mad and I was like he doesn't deserve to do this shit to me what the fuck so I I think called you or I, yeah. I told you a couple texted of my friends, and called a bunch of us. Yeah, like just all my really close ladies, and I was like, "Where the fuck are we going? I'm not staying in this house alone tonight. He does not get to do this to me. He doesn't get to do this to me. And this is gonna be. I just was so determined. I was like, "This is gonna be a really good thing. This has to be a good thing because it's so terrible. It has to be good. Yeah, at some point. I got that." <laughs> I got that, you know, the whole time I'm, you're like live texting me all this shit that's going down and then I get the like, where are we going tonight text <laughs> and I'm like fully like very like full skincare routine done, <laughs> check, like bathe, check, like comfy gym jams, check, like about to go night night, check and I just like at the time, well I had also been crying since you'd called me. Yeah. Because your ex was the one dude that I thought was an okay dude. Literally. Mm -hmm. I hate white straight men. <laughs> we all know as that. As a fucking rule. We will also know that. If you don't, right. If you <laughs> don't know it now, on. you will soon find out that my tolerance for a straight white man is so low. So I felt like, oh my god, if the one straight dude that I would have always defended is a fuck-up, then they're all fuck-ups. They're all fuck-ups. He's as not the exception. As we will also come to know. As we will also come to know, Ugh. there ain't one good one in the fucking batch. Show me. Prove it. So I was crying. I mean, I was crying. Yeah. I, I was hysterical, too. Like, I, because I knew how much you were hurting, and it hurt me so bad, and it made me, like, I'm a fucking Leo. You do not... You do not cross my people mm -hmm. without getting your asshole ripped shreds. So I was ready to like burn his motherfucking house and car and life down. Um, but I also was more like, I mean, I felt like I was, you know, y'all started dating right around the time that me and my ex started dating. And at the time she and I were still together. And I remember looking at her and just being like, can you believe this? Like she had overheard my conversation with yeah. you and we were both just like shaking our heads at each other. Like what the fuck? So when you texted, I knew that like I was just on guard. Like I knew yeah. that whatever you needed, like I was going to be there for. And, um, and this bitch wants to go out. And so <laughs> by God, I put on my, you slinkiest tank top. Mm hmm. Beat this face real quick. You had a full contour, had a full contour in like about five minutes. Hit the lashes, got in my little car, drove my ass across, to the French Quarter. Across the West Bank. Across the, the bridge. I was living in the West Bank at the time. Yeah. Drove to hop up on this hang. And when I opened that door to Canaan Table, like, I could have cried right there. Because I opened that door and I see, like, all your friends. It was like your coworkers were there. Like, the girl who originally called you about the whole scenario is there. Mm-hmm. Our college mutual friend is there. Who, like there. your roommate is there. Like literally, all your fucking people are there, and like I'm there, and I'm just like, whoa. Like I mean, that it was, was powerful. powerful. I felt very, and we were gonna use this word a lot. I felt very held in that moment, and because you don't know what to do, and I, I'm one of those people that isn't someone that can keep things inside my body. Like I have to get them out, and I was going to meet up with some of those people later on so like they like had anyway. to understand the situation yeah. i was like you guys you know it's four of my really close friends that i know from work and i was like this just happened and they were like we'll meet you where are we going and the whole time i mean we just kind of chatted and they were like i think the whole theme of the night was you're gonna be fine 
this is gonna suck. It sucks so much. And it's awful what happened to you. We can't believe it, et cetera, et cetera. But very much so, like, leave his ass. <laughs> leave his ass leave his in ass. the dust. Because you have places to go. And I was like, thank God I came here and didn't just, like, lay in my bed all night. It seemed like you, even in those, like, moments and days afterward, and of course, like, I know that, like, in the weeks following, things weren't so clear to you, but, like, you seemed so clear on everything right after it happened. Like, you felt it, you acknowledged it, you were, like, you had a plan, you, you know, but you also were fueled by, like, a rage that I can't even imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. But you just seemed so level-headed and clear about, like, what your actions were going to be. And that was incredible to see. It's so weird when you experience things for the first time as an adult. Mm -hmm. That you've heard about other people going through and you always wonder, what would I do in that situation? What would I do? And we always catastrophize everything. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I had never thought about the possibility of him cheating on me before, Mm -hmm. you know? But even in my hypotheticals, I was more dramatic. I was more emotional. Mm -hmm. There was more, I think there was more of a conversation. Whereas I kind of shut, I was like, I just shut everything off. And I was like, how do we move forward from here? Which, you know, in the coming weeks we would learn that that regresses. But I think it helped me in that moment to, I think, I mean, that's what we do as humans. We save ourselves. Mm -hmm. We go into survival mode and it was that that was what I had to do to just make sure I was gonna wake up the next day you you were planning to go to work the next day yeah and I was like <laughs> I was oh my god I was I was, like, I was hey. like take the day off you crazy bitch I was like hey bud uh you sure you want to be in an office tomorrow all day oh, like god. But that's also who you are. Like, it wouldn't have surprised... I think it was actually harder for you not being at work. It was. It was really difficult. You didn't like being home. It was good that I wasn't at work. I think I needed that. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, I get a phone call. (laughs) Was it a couple weeks? It was... Months? A month. That was January. January what? Sixth. I'll never forget that date. Mine was March 20... Second or third? Oh, wow. So it was two months. It was two months at least. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel better because I was on a date. You were. <laughs> you didn't know that. I did not you know You did not that. know that. Well, your ex calls me first. Yeah. And she says, can you check on Sydney? And I said, is she okay? And she said, no. So I immediately am in panic mode and we're walking to the restaurant, me and this date. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Just hold on one second. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but my friend might be in trouble call you you don't answer so then I panic more just trying to remain calm and I send you a text that I think I said I love you so much everything is gonna be okay even if it doesn't seem like it's okay now please call me and then you called me a couple minutes later and I don't think I've ever heard you sound like that in my life and we've known each other for six years now many years many years so that was terrifying I think I said, hey, are you okay? And you said, no. I think my ex and I are going to break up. And I, again, same shock, same disbelief. Like, there's no way, you know, y'all are just in a fight. Like, what happened? And you explain that you've been having these conversations over and over again. And they have not come to any resolution. And it's been happening the past couple of months. And that evening, it escalated to a point where you thought, she wanted to break up with you, but she didn't know how. She was not home at the time. She was not home. She, she was, was traveling for work, and we had been texting and calling each other, and things had gotten not heated, but sad. And yeah. that's why she called you. Yeah. You were fully fledged having a panic attack. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I felt so scared in that moment, and I wanted to immediately be by your side and I, and I was we weren't even at the restaurant I looked over and I was like um this is gonna can we let's just start walking back to my house just right now like we're just gonna start that right now um but yeah you I could I mean 
I, I was for sure. I was like, this isn't happening. This isn't going to happen. Y'all are going to be fine. You were, you said that you needed her to drive in that evening and she said that she couldn't and I'm glad that that didn't happen. I think you needed that night alone, but you said that you looked around your house and you were like, I'm just looking at our house and our dog and I don't want to imagine a life without her. I won't imagine a life without her. I can't. I don't want to live a life without her. And when you said that, I, I don't think I've ever witnessed you in that sort of state before. You've always been such a strong, badass, take charge kind of person. And even in your relationship, y'all, y'all were very mature. You always talked about, you know, if we ever break up one day, like I'm going to get the couch and she's going to get this. And so it seemed like when this situation would ever, if ever, would never arise, that it was almost like our situations were flipped in the way that we reacted. Mm -hmm. I was, I was so surprised that you reacted in that way, but it also spoke such volumes about how deep your love for one another is and was. So we walked back to my house and I grabbed my roommate's weed pen and you said you couldn't, you weren't be able to sleep. So I grabbed melatonin, which is the only thing that I had and I didn't have any hard drugs in my house. So, nor do you ever. Nor do I ever, me. really. Um, and so I grabbed everything that I could. I didn't even grab overnight clothes. I just stuffed everything in a bag and I drove to the West Bank. And you said, I don't want you to come over. I don't want you to see me like this. And I basically said, bitch, please. I've seen you in many a way, in many a state it for was, the past many years. And it was this the worst. Fine. It was the worst. It was like the life was drained out of that house when I got there. We put on Atlantis because you couldn't watch anything that reminded you of her. I don't, I like, don't even remember Yeah, that night. It was really scary. I was like emotionally blacked out. Yeah. It was scary as fuck. But I'm really glad that I didn't listen to you when you said don't come over. I'm really glad that you didn't either because I don't know what I would have done if I had to be alone that night. You would have never had to be alone and I would have never left you alone. How many minutes in and I'm already crying? (laughs) I knew it would happen, but I mean, what do you do? You know, what do you do in those situations? And then, you know, at that, it was weird because for you it happened in the course of like a few hours and for me it took like three days to break up basically. Yeah, I think that's, also what made it so difficult so it's like it was so uncertain she in fact arrived the next day and i thought she'd be back in the morning and she wasn't back until like 5 p.m i hate that i hated that so much so like all day like agonizing i'm agonizing like waiting because i know that like when she comes back like we're gonna talk and like whatever and so she gets back late, and then I'm like, I know she's exhausted, because I know that she's, like, worked a full day, and then also drove five hours. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we had we had texted, and I was like, look, like, when you get home, we can't start a conversation like this. Like, let's go eat something, let's go watch a movie, like, let's go see a movie, let's, um, let's just, like, act like it's fine for tonight. And then, the, you know, the next day, we'll talk about it. And I, and I remember she... Came home that it was Thursday that she came home mm-hmm. finally that evening, which was her usual. Um, and that night we went out to dinner and we went and saw us, and it was great, but it was also like clearly something was coming. there was something between us that was unspoken. Um, we went to bed really early the next morning. My body like bing sprung awake at like 7 a.m. And I don't oh wake up God. that early. Like that's what happened to me the next day. I woke up. I'm like a late sleeper. Like I sleep through anything, and I just like woke the fuck up at seven. You were preparing for battle. And I like you rolled knew. over. And I woke her up, and I was like, "We have to talk about this." Yeah. This is Hawk. And we did talk for like four hours. We cried at each other for about four hours. And I just kept getting the feeling that. I just kept getting I don't knows from her mm-hmm. and about everything. 
And eventually I was like, you know, like, but at the end of the day, like, ultimately, like, you want to be with me. And her response was, I don't know. And I was like, that's the one thing that you have to know. Yeah. That's the one thing that you have to know for me to be in this. The rest can be up in the air always, but like, you don't know that you want to be with me? What is that? What the fuck do you mean? So I went upstairs and I grabbed my luggage and I threw whatever clothes I could find of mine, like just ripped them out the hangers and like (laughs) threw it from like my little drawers into my luggage and then I went downstairs and I dumped my entire bathroom drawer into my (laughs) big ass drawer it's a large drawer and I zipped it all up and I put it in front of her and I said is this what you want do you want me to leave and she was at this point she was crying so hard that she was like hysterical and was like throwing up yeah in the bathroom and so like she had her first panic attack that day which was fun for both of us and then um I called my dad and I said, I need a place to stay for a few days. Can I come to the farm? Which is my family's land out in the country uh, in rural western Louisiana. And he said, yeah, absolutely, come. And then I hung out with him and I called my mom because I knew that I'd have to pass through Baton Rouge to get to my dad. And I said, hey mom, I just got dumped. Um... Could you provide me with any medications that are pharmaceutical and that will knock me out for as long as humanly possible? And she said, absolutely, come through. And I said, okay. When my ex came out of the bathroom, I said, I'm leaving. And if you let me walk out this door, like, I'm not going to come back. And she's just hysterically crying. And I walked out the door and she didn't stop me. She let me leave. And I think the hardest part was when I left, I, like, kneeled down and just, like, cried on our dog. Because a huge part of me knew that, like, that was what was going to be the hardest part. Your pup. My pup. So I cried on my dog, got my bag, threw it in my car, and drove three hours. Crying. Just hysterically crying. No, I actually... You were fine? I don't even... I don't think I, I think I literally silently drove that entire way. Wow. There's well, I drove much. to Baton Rouge. Yeah. I saw my mom. My mom gave me Xanax, which was amazing. My mm-hmm. mom gave me some intense sleeping pills. This should be amazing. sponsored by Xanax. Sponsored by Xanax. Because you literally would not have survived without Xanax. I would be, I would be lit, literally dead. I would have killed myself. I would have absolutely killed myself. I had full plans to kill myself. That was the scariest part about all of it there was never a point where I was like I'm not gonna kill myself like I I just knew I knew when you were there I knew when I left with my luggage the next day I knew like it took at least two weeks before I felt like I'm not gonna kill myself when's the last time that you felt like you were in that place in high school with your first ex yeah but in high school in general I was just a little bit depressive and just not really like treating my already depressive tendencies Mm -hmm. and I was a lot more familiar with and like comfortable with suicide like ideation and I'd done a lot of ideating but not a lot of planning and then when this happened I was like well now's the time like I it's hard to explain because it wasn't from a place of like depression it was just from a place of like I don't want to go on without this person anymore how could I yeah this was it that was it. She was it. So how could I, as a person who loves as intensely as I do, as a person who values love as much as I do, as a person who, quote-unquote, did everything right in this situation, how, how is it possible? Like, I couldn't, I just couldn't, you couldn't fathom think about the next day. That's I like couldn't a- fabricate a life. I couldn't mentally fabricate a life. That didn't involve her. You didn't want to. I didn't want you to. You flat out, that was like the first thing you said to me. You're like, I don't, I will not live a life without her. Yeah. Which was so surprising to me because if, from the outside, I mean, anyone would have thought you're so independent and 
Y'all were so codependent on each other. Yeah. And I, I think I am independent. It's just, it's, it's hard to explain. Like, I think, I think a big part of it, you know, I, obviously in the weeks and days and hours afterward, I had several intense realizations, but one of the things that has kept me hurting so badly this whole time is that I realized that, like, I didn't think that I was worthy or deserving of love until she taught me that I was. And, like, that's huge. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel worthy or deserving of love until this person loved me. So then imagine if your person... taken away from you. Right. Yeah. So my reason, my worthiness... Was associated with this person. That's associated with this person is now gone. Well, now I'm not worthy of love. And now I'm not loved. In my mind. So what's the point? Yeah. Like literally, it wasn't even like emotional. It was just like, well, I'm done here. Like, I did what I came to do. I did what I came to do. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. But it's... I'm, I know it's still awful, but it's, I'm so glad that it happened. Yeah. Because imagine you going through your whole life without understanding that intrinsically you are worthy of love. I know. And I don't, you are loved. I don't know that I, I think I know that I'm loved. I think that I'm still struggling with the worthiness. Mm-hmm. I still don't know if I feel deserving or worthy of the love that I've been given. And I mean, just like you said earlier, like, you know, um, held. Like, yeah, you showed the fuck up. Not that I'm surprised because you're a great friend, but like you showed up in so many ways. Like, I mean, that weekend I had two events at work that I was supposed to be at that I was so excited to go to that. Like I had planned for months and that like I had had helped do everything to do with it. And like was completely unable to like get out of bed for 14 hours. You know, like you rearranged your whole fucking schedule and weekend so that like you could cover my ass at work and like you helped me compose uh, a text message to my boss about like what happened like you you you're you specifically gave me those days where I could just be with my family and like sob and like sleep and be away from it you needed them I did that was it was amazing and then you ever since I mean like you and Joy and all my friends in their own ways I mean like I I could cry right now just thinking about the people who who like came out of the fucking woodworks and yeah they just everyone steps up when in their own way yeah like they no one no one extended themselves in a way that out put like that really put them out which made me feel comfortable yeah but like even like Nicole you know like Nicole is She's, like, the non-emotional yeah. friend. Like, she's not here for that emotional bullshit. And I remember she reached out, and she was like, hey, I heard what happened. I have a gift card to this place. Do you want to come? <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. I love you. Whatever you want to do. And I was like, yeah. That's amazing. Because I had been talking about it nonstop for a week, and then you we had You don't want to talk drinks. about it anymore. Oh, my God. You just don't want to talk about it like, anymore Like, I was all. like, please tell me about the mundane shit yeah. in your day-to-day. Yeah. And I hung on to, like, every word she said. Yeah. About, like... Her office drama. I needed it. God damn, don't you wish for an office drama? I would love an office drama. Ugh. The women. The women. They're just so much better. I'll cry right now. That's really insane. I mean, like, we have each other, but, like, we also had. I mean, I can't. I can't tell you how many people stood up and how many people. Once you, once I started talking to people about it, that I was close to, I wasn't like trying to, you know, rat out dirtiness everywhere. But, you know, one of my really good friends was cheated on, and she's still together with the guy, mm-hmm. um, and they worked through it. It took a lot of time, but she was one of the first people I texted, and I mean, it was just so healing. And the more people I talked to, the more women were like, "I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. This is my story." Because I really wanted a playbook on how to heal. I was like, okay, this happened to me. I can't change it. And I'm not allowing myself to dwell on it. And I just need to get a map and follow this path. Which, ha-ha, we all find out. 
doesn't work. The map. Um, the map is not exist. a lie. The map does not exist. Um, Several maps do. They do, but they're they're not your map. They're not your map. You gotta find your. You gotta make your map. You actually, Dora the Explorer. That shit. Are Dora the Exploring all over the fucking place, and we're going down the wrong path. Yep. A lot of the time. Yeah. But I was just glad to be able to see what these other women had been through and to just have them near you, mm-hmm. you know, that presence, a female presence is just different. You just feel so much more comfortable and healed, literally healed, literally healed. Yeah. They, they, I just feel like they can see you in a way that no one else, no, like no man can. I was at Lily's the next day. What's Lily's? Lily's is a local nail salon. Ah. Uh. Uh, um, and he sent me an email and I'm getting my nails done and I start reading it because I'm an idiot and the practitioner is watching me as I start sobbing and I had not cried yet so I read half this email and I immediately like everything in my body tightens I've never felt that pain in my life I mean I've never been heartbroken and I always I thought that I'd skipped it I was like ha ha I've beaten it and that was my whole goal is to beat this bullshit. And here I am in the middle of a goddamn nail salon. Sobbing. Sobbing from a fucking email. And it was just heartbreaking. It was like he laid it all on the table and he was he was also heartbroken. And, and he was like, I can't believe that I've hurt you in this way. And I wish I could take it all back. And, you know, I'm going to work on all this. And it was it, he was the most determined I've ever seen in our really an entire relationship which was also just extremely painful to understand that someone had to witness a consequence before he had to lose you giving you yeah before working like this like I would give myself to him to anyone I work hard on my relationships you I'm are stand up and you're the best friend ever you're really great at relationships. That's just like what you do. How you, can you not love when you love people and just put everything know. in it and be honest and just show the fuck up? And I just couldn't believe that this person that I loved so much would only come at me like this in this situation. I'm not getting mad again. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it was just appalling. And I, fuck I that. stopped reading and I, and I pulled myself together because this practitioner, is that what? And she's not a nurse practitioner. <laughs> she is a nail, a I nail would, artist. I would say like a nail technician, nail technician. not a practitioner. Not a, pra- a nail practitioner. Um, whatever you want to call it, I wasn't going to correct you. Uh, See how long I waited before I corrected you? I'm really proud of you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Um, I She was getting really concerned about me, um, and so I stopped, and then I went and dried my nails, and I sobbed again because I read the whole thing, and when I looked up, I started crying harder because... Every woman sitting in the chairs getting their feet did and nails did that I made eye contact with on accident. I've never seen such like maternal, loving, understanding looks in my life. Like, I've been where you are. I've cried my eyes out. In public. In public. Kind of like a... I can't, like, I'm so sorry for what he did to you. Like, they knew. Whoever he is, whatever he did to you, just sorry. Sorry. And and also this look of, like, you're going to be okay. Like, keep going on. Like, this is fine. You're safe here. And just do this. Are you ever safer than when you're, like, in In the presence of women? I was going to say in the nail salon. But... (laughs) In, in an epsilon. Which is also, like, in also the presence very, of women. Also a very safe space. But, like, really. I mean, like, yeah. we're... There's something that is... Uh, I mean, just taking that time for yourself is amazing. Like, yeah, you're getting your nails done. You're the one like, that told me to do that. Yeah. I love to get my nails done. Thank God, God for you. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm sorry that you cried at the nail salon. It was... But... It was great. I needed to do that. I hadn't cried at all, and I've really have not cried much. I've only cried yeah. three times, and that was one of them. <sighs> but it's gonna come and bite me in the ass for sure. 
No, but I mean, you know, healing is different for everybody. And, you know, I mean, like, it's funny that you said that you reached out to people to find out, like, how they coped. Mm -hmm. um, Because I... You hated that. I just, I didn't have anything to say. Yeah. You know? Like, you have this shared experience of, like... Being wronged. Being wronged. Yeah. Nothing happened to you. Nothing happened to me. Like, there was no big drama. There was no cheating. There was no lying. There was no infidelity. There was no big, like, moment that I could latch on to and be like, well, fuck her. Yeah. I still don't have that. And I think it is going to slow my healing so much because I don't have anything to be, like, angry about. Yeah. And I do now. And the anger didn't kick in for me until a few months afterward, like, you recently. really following the stages of grief, though. I feel yeah. like I skipped around. I am definitely starting to see the pattern. I mean, at first, it, I was just so traumatized that I don't think I understood what was up or down or what was my ass versus my face. But, um... I, you know, when I would try to talk to people about it, it was like, sometimes it felt good. And then other times it felt like I was just inviting people to, like, relive their own trauma and, like, their worst breakup. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that felt good. And sometimes I was just like, "Uh, like, this is about me right now. You know? (laughs) I'm really struggling right now. (laughs) Really? But, like, when you open that door, people will go there with you. And I feel like for you, it probably felt like, hell yeah, like, we're in this together, like, yeah, womanhood. It is, yeah. And for me, it was, like, me being, like, here's this horrible thing, here's this horrible thing that happened that I have no explanation for, and then the stories that I would get would be, like, here's yeah. my explanation for what happened to me. <laughs> right, right, or, like, or, yeah, I was cheated on once, here's how it went, or, yeah, I ended a long-term relationship because... X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z, and none of those reasons, like, I have yet to find the story that I, like, resonate with, where I'm, like... Yes, that's what happened to me. Like, I don't have that. All I have is my own story, and it isn't very fucking satisfying. No. It's not. And, and I'm, I appreciate people who want to share with me, and like, like I said, sometimes it feels really good to just feel like, oh yeah, people have gone through this before. Also, like, I have gone through this yeah. before. Like, this was your first big party. Oh, so, yeah, first. First, for sure. And it, I think that's... This is the first guy that you seriously dated? Yeah. This is the first guy that you had sex with? Yeah. This is the first guy that you lived with? Yeah. Just got this it all done. This is the first done. person who... Just got it all out of the park first time. First I was like, one. here we go. We'll just sign up. You, People get married young in the South? Screw it. I, I, I mean, I, I looked at him on the internet, because our mutual friend, who was the one that found out that he was cheating. Full circle. Full circle, um, she posted a picture of him and I was like, who did? The first thing I messaged her was, who is this person and how do I marry him? And a month later we were dating. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted from the very beginning. And I had no idea that it would end like that. No. I, I thought that, I thought that my relationship I thought that what I had with this girl was the was the reward that I had earned from suffering so much loss in my life like you know just like terrible I can't say terrible but like not idyllic childhood and then like dramatic depressive teenage years and then my first boyfriend destroying me as a teenager and then like the first girl I fell in love with destroying me and like all the relationships between like ages 16 to 21 which were a lot for me that hurt me disappointed me and made me feel less than or used or not worthy and then I met her and I was like this is what I suffered for like like she's gonna make it all worthwhile and she did. And I just thought that she was the reward that I had earned from my, my suffering, my heartache in those years. And little did I know that the heartbreak was just beginning. Because I've experienced this before. And it was bad and devastating. But, like, I didn't live with my high school boyfriend 
Yeah. I didn't Shared have a, a life, a dog. We were together for five years. I just don't... I, I, I just didn't think I was capable. I thought that... I, I was like, I'm stronger. And I'm no longer capable of being hurt this way. And I have been... I have been woken up to levels and layers and complexities of hurt that I never even dreamed possible. Hurt that is so big and small and important and inane. Like, all of those things at the same time somehow. Like, you know, I saw her last night and she gave me a Ziploc bag full of all of our fridge magnets. Fuck. And I lost it. I fucking lost it. Because that was our thing. That was one of our things. It's like when we would travel, we would get a fridge magnet. And our fridge was just becoming like this fridge magnet. Like, it was just, it was covered with all the places that we'd been. And when she handed me a bag of those magnets, it just like... Gutted you. Gutted me. I was like, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck. Fuck you. Fuck this. Also, fuck this huge, wild range of emotions. Like, I don't want this. I don't this. want this. I didn't ask to go through this. I don't want this. Ugh, that's like, that has been the phrase so often for me. I didn't want to do this. No. I didn't want to stop loving you. Yeah. I didn't want to have to. Yeah. Why? Why? Just why? I... You know, you talked about, like, immediately afterward, like, you went and wrote down things. And, like, and are you journaling? Like, have you been journaling this whole time? Like, do you write Oh, my things? God. Well, I did it. So, I cut off communication immediately. I was like, I don't want to speak to you for a month. I don't think that we should talk to each other. And he said, okay. And then he started emailing me. Um, and I didn't want to reply. I didn't want to give him the satisfaction. So, I was still playing these power games, which I don't think were very good, but... I needed them. I needed to feel like I was in some sort of state of control because... You weren't. I was not. And this thing was done to me. And I... The one thing, it was like my biggest fear. I always... And I... Everyone knows how I feel about cheating. I just think it's the most awful, disgusting thing you could do in your life. Like, just break up with the person. I agree. You know? Just stop. Just why would you do that? So, when I wanted to talk... Everything that I wanted to say, every thought that passed through my head, I went to work the next day after the day I took off... And I had to go to the bathroom, like, <laughs> just a million times. And I would go, and I would try to pull myself together. And I would, any thought that I have, I would write down. And so I, I journaled the day the t- and the time of day. So I have a, a note in my phone that's the first month and a half every wow. day. And it, I would wake up, and I would open the note. And it, I would, it was like 7.55 a.m., and I'd say, I feel like vomiting and I don't want to get up or I would say I'm filled with so much energy and I've never felt like this before I was filled with so much energy after it was like adrenaline was all that I had it was all that I was running on and I everything that I wanted to say to him every mean scathing thing every every sad thing of just you know I found out that there were three girls and I knew all of them which is even more heartbreaking to me and the f- and the fact that I was like, them? Th- them? Th- that's insane. It was just, it's, I can't, e- I still partially, I don't even know if I fully, honestly, believe that all of that happened. Yeah. And there's, so I've never thought about myself in the ways that I thought about myself the first month and a half after, I don't think, of just questioning me and my in the relationship and my body and yeah you were like everything you were like blaming not blaming but you were like what was I responsible for like oh I, am I like was he not attracted to, to me like yeah. was he like did I did I not was I not sexually satisfying him satisfying was him. I not like just I mean every I think anyone that's been cheated on the response is what's wrong with me? what's wrong with me and why am I not enough and you can logically, I logically look at myself and I'm, and you can say, you're enough. I know that, logically. Mm-hmm. I've been taught that by the amazing women in my life. My mom's great. She Your raised me to, great. My mom is the fucking best. She raised me to respect myself and love myself unconditionally. 
And it's so much harder to really believe that. And I never realized that before. I think I'm still trying to believe that. When it comes to an intimate relationship. Yeah. This will no doubt change the ways in which we navigate future romantic relationships for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I think it'll not only move us forward, but also fuck us up a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's a lot of things we're going to have to work through. I just thought that I had, like, worked, like, at age 26, like, I thought that I had, like, pretty much worked through all my We're shit. so dumb. We're so dumb. I'm 23. You're 13. How the, how the fuck did I think I had somehow won this thing that you can't even win? You can't even win at it. No, you can't win. You can't win. You cannot win. I mean, I, you know, I thought, I just thought... I just never imagined a possibility that this was not going to be the person that I was going to be with. And that that that's incredibly naive for me as someone who has been heartbroken many, many, times. many, many times. Yeah. I thought that I was prepared a lot. I mean, we were, we were, and we are such different people. Yeah. So there was always a part of me, especially after listening to you with your ex being yeah. like, oh, if we break up. And I was like, okay, that's that's normal. That's a normal thing. Because I grew up on Disney princess movies and wanted to just marry a little prince and just live our beautiful lives together. And he was so kind and charming. And he was just my little prince charming. And it was going to be great. And I didn't Yeah, you want really it. did think I, that you skipped it. Oh, you, I, you? oh, I 100% was like, this is the person I choose. We started dating. I was like, totally. This is great. We're going to build lives together. It's going to be awesome. Any red flag, I was like, we can deal with it. I always think people can change. I think people are will, are, are capable of change, if, and they can do whatever they want. And they're really powerful. So anything that came up that was a red flag, I assumed that we would be able to overcome because if I wanted it and he wanted it, then we'd overcome it. So it left me to believe he didn't want this. Yeah. Which was really difficult. Because why wouldn't you want this? Girl, I don't know. Girl, I don't know. Girl. I'm pretty great, and so are you. We're, I'm the best person that I know. Right. And you're the second best person that I know. I don't get it. So I don't understand... (laughs) I don't understand. We'll never understand. You know what I can't wait for? Like, we're both so repulsed at the idea of, like, a next right now. Oh, never. Yeah, right? Like, but maybe in, like, ten years. Like, what if we, what if we do it all over again? Like, what if this is not the last time? It's not. I'm sorry to tell you that. I don't even (laughs) You don't need to think about that right now. I won't. But what are we going to talk about? In our next episode. The next episode, we're going to talk about what we did immediately after. Because I think we're both problem solvers and we both immediately wanted to fix ourselves. Uh Uh-huh. We were like, cool, cool, cool. This happened. That's fine. Fine. That's great. So how, um, what do we do now? (laughs) How do I stop feeling like this every day? Every waking moment. And just continue to move on with my life and become... Myself 3.7 and just like skip ahead to like six months from now when we're on a villa in Spain drinking wine. Well, it was and, Italy, but now it's Spain. Well, I think I'm going to have multiple villas now. It's so like just Europe in general. <laughs> I'm just going to own Europe. Several. Is the goal. Okay. But yeah, we're going to talk about healing. Yeah. And what we did to heal. We took some different, we, we, we did different things. We're doing different things. We're doing different things. I think we did a lot of similar things. Yeah. Um, And we learned some very interesting things about ourselves and about the relationship and how we act when these things happen. And about who we may or may not be fucking next. You know? You know? You know. (laughs) Jury's still out. Concerned. Jury is still (laughs) out on that one. I can't wait to talk about 
so much more. We do. Oh my god. We have, we have so many things to say. I'm just going to keep getting facials until I get so painfully hot that I just ascend to a new plane. That's my plan. Anyway, so <laughs> subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you do? <laughs> I, think, I think we did it. Okay, great.